Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's <laughs> weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host James, and joined today are my. F- I'm joined today by my fellow gamers and co-host Shannon. Hello, well done, James. Thanks. They b- might not have known it was me. You've ruined it. The surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> Hello, James. Hello, Kieran and Brody. <laughs> Hello, James. Thank you. I tell you what, you, you seem you seem exhausted after that intro. Already. Yeah, that, it'd be amazing yeah, I, if the reveal was that it was James W, and not James B. <laughs> We're working towards it. It's a multi arc deal. Um, so obviously, apologies to lack of you. And this week, he's gone missing. Hopefully, he'll come back just like any stray cat does after a long absence. Um, but he will be back. So I'm filling in, obviously. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show today. We're going to be discussing a few reviews, uh, Venba by Brody and Disney Illusion Island from Kieran, um, the promises of new hardware from two of the big three next year. Um, don't know if promises is the right word now that I've read it out loud, but we'll go with it. Ubisoft <laughs> quietly cancelling a sequel to a game that I loved, but don't worry, it's not Prince of Persia remake. <laughs> A potential Oblivion (laughs) remake and two games coming for Nintendo's crown later on this year. But first, he's got the gags, he's got the jokes. So read the monologue. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) this is this is Jimmy Kimmel, not not Jimmy W. (laughs) Anyway, I would like to start with Kieran. News that I'm sure he's excited about. Um, I just want to say, how are you feeling about Square Enix announcing that they're bringing Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox after so many years? And would you ride a fat chocobo with me in the game? Uh, Absolutely (laughs) yes to the second question. (laughs) In the game. I just specify. I'd ride a fat chocobo anywhere. Did you watch the fan fest at all? Because you are a fan in some way, right? Um, (laughs) Sure. Not not so much with Final Fantasy fourteen. I caught the yeah. I caught the cliffs notes afterwards, but um, I I'm it's cool that it's coming to Xbox. It's another platform I won't end up playing the game on, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll encourage me to play with some other people. Maybe we can go riding our fat chocobos together with crossplay. Sounds so dirty. Why don't you want to play this? You? Yeah, why don't you want to play this Final Fantasy? Is it because it's like surely it's a time thing? It's, <laughs> It's a time thing. Oh, it's on. an MMO. I oh. know that I will want to devote all my time to it when I start playing it. So I'm, I've been good in avoiding it so far. I've played maybe like two hours tops. Well done. I've yeah, played more thanks. than that. That's nuts. But yeah, I um, it is a big time sink. I agree. But yes, anyway, that was my exciting cold open. Let's move on <laughs> with our lives and we'll talk to... So obviously we have two reviews here at the site last week. <laughs> One of them was Venba, which Brody reviewed. I think Kieran's played it too. Um, it's described as a narrative cooking game, which is like two of my favorite things. So Brody, I'm sold, but tell what? everyone else about there was... how Venba goes. Sorry if there's any outside noise coming. I think there's possums running around on my fucking roof. There's and nothing else. Hopefully, this episode. they attack you at some <laughs> point in this episode. <laughs> I left. I left. That could be the only thing else that could happen in this episode right now. And the door is unlocked, so I am concerned. If they get that worked out, I'm fucked. Uh, yeah. Okay. Venba. Yeah. Uh, you are right. It is a short, sweet uh, narrative cooking game. Uh, it did make me hungry uh, multiple times playing it. The food. For a pixel art sort of game, looks beautiful, delicious even. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I would say it 
it touches very much on like, you know, uh, relationships that you have with family, relationships that you have with food. Uh, it reminded me structurally a lot of, and I say this in the review, it reminded me of like Florence, uh, which I don't know if anyone remembers Florence. It was a very short uh, vignette sort of game about a girl named Florence and the relationships that she has in her life and that she ultimately gives up for her career, I believe. Um, it's similar to that, but obviously it's probably a bit more gamey in that it frames all these vignettes about, you know, their cultural assimilation and all that sort of stuff through cooking, which Venba uh, has like basically handed down to her from her mother and she d- uses her recipes and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a really, it's a really sweet game. It made me very sad at points. It made me consider my, my own family and my own son and it made me sad about the thought that he might not talk to me one day and all this sort of stuff. So it just makes you think. Um, the cooking is very simple. It's very relaxing. It, it's it's not exactly like while you do do it, I don't think it's the focus of the game so much. Like it's the gamey part of it, but I'd say it's more about the story and the relationships and stuff. So um, it is only about 70 minutes. So, I mean, if you're after a quick, uh, you know, thing to blow through, I recommend it, but I think it is also hard to recommend at the price. Like, whereas uh, Florence was only about a dollar or two, I think on iOS, this is, I believe somewhere just above 20 bucks or something like that. So makes it a bit harder of a sell. But um, if this is your sort of jam, then yeah, it it is. It's quite nice. And it's very authentic. Like the presentation is really nice and the music's very, um, uh, yeah, like Indian and South Asian and stuff like that, as you'd expect. So yeah. Kieran, any thoughts to add on? Any salt to add to the (laughs) Um, pot? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, everything everything Brady said rings pretty true. Like, it's it's weird how, like, even though it's all pixel art, how scrumptious, scrumptious? Why did I use that word? How good the food (laughs) looks. Like, (laughs) but, like, like when it's, like, bubbling away in, like, the fry pan and stuff, like, I, I literally, like, Uber, like went onto the Uber Eats app after playing the game and like tried to find the dishes that I had like made and like order them for dinner, which was like kind of cool, I guess. Um, I was worried that I wasn't gonna get a lot from it narratively. Obviously, having like that cultural difference because um, it is very heavily obviously about like first and second generation immigrants, but um, like just the stuff about like Brady was saying, just about family in general and the relationships that you form and and how food influences those. Like a lot of that stuff is stuff I haven't actually experienced either, and it was cool kind of getting a bit of perspective. Um, so I thought it was really cool. It was like, yeah, it's again, it's short, but definitely worth playing if you're into any of that stuff. I think like the price is fine if it's like good. But do you know? What, like I know that that's like yeah. an obvious thing to say, but like it is, it, and it is. Do you good, know what, so to I me mean, like that's like a movie ticket, like less than a movie ticket, sixty seventy minutes like it's kind of the same um and it is like a perspective i guess that like a lot of people wouldn't consider regularly um so yeah it does yeah. seem like it's worth my time um if i i mean i probably got a what platforms is it on more importantly is it a switch it's good question I, everything. I, I played it on pc i'm pretty sure it is on switch yeah. uh yeah yeah because i think i could definitely play that on, on in my lunch break on the switch easily um, mm. But while Brody is confirming, let's move on to Disney Illusion Island. Um, it's no mm. secret that I'm a big Metroidvania fan. I'm a Metroid trisexual. I'll try anything once if it's Metroid. Um, is this going to scratch my itch, Kieran, for Metroid or no? <laughs> mm, probably face. not. 
for yeah. <laughs> probably not for the reasons I think that you'd play those games. Um, it does it does have all the same beats as a Metroidvania, but it doesn't really kind of hit those same like targets of making you feel like you're becoming the master of your environment as you go on. It's not really challenging or complex enough for those to come through, and it's quite short as well. It's maybe like five or six hours. Um, so it definitely like if you if you like that genre and you have like you know, friends or a partner or kids that don't play those games and you want to play with them, like the co-op experience is great. Um, so I feel like it's a good gateway for people who haven't tried a Metroidvania game or just like Disney and platformers and want to try something different. Um, but in your in your case, I think, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely not got the complexities or the or the length or the difficulty to really make it feel like that much of a metroidvania with with all the different characters is there any value in trying different ones or do they all pretty much play the same no they all play identically um uh visually they're different like all of their animations are different for the same abilities and actions depending on their character and they're all kind of like amusingly like handed out by this particular character over the course of the game um and they're very thematic and stuff so like it's cool to see like how each one looks when they're doing the same things um but yeah there's no like you wouldn't go back and replay the game as someone else for instance and get a different experience yeah and on Um, the topic of that bosses and enemy types mm, and stuff mm, tell me all about that i feel like with disney the illusion games did you play the illusion games like the yeah ones and stuff yeah like is it, yeah, see, that was in boss wise. Is it close to that, or is it very simple? Not, not really. Like, I, f- I feel like I'm being overly negative. It is quite. It is a good game, um, but it doesn't have. It's like completely combat free. So there are like enemies in the world, but you just sort of avoid them. Um, you either jump over them, or they'll have like attacks that fly out that you have to sort of navigate as you're going around. But you can't like do anything about them. Um, and the bosses are the same. You can't like directly sort of attack them or anything like that. It's all just using the abilities that you've learned to that point to sort of manipulate the environment around them, um, which could have been really cool. Uh, aside from one, like most of the bosses aren't overly exciting. Um, again, just like they're just a bit basic. Um, but like visually, like visually, the game's great and the bosses are great. Um, definitely, like if you're into disney stuff if you're into like the recent like mickey and friends series it's got the same sort of visual style as that um and the cutscenes are like really really well animated they've got like the original voice cast and stuff in there the dialogue is really cool like the writing's really cool um it's just like yeah very very basic would you recommend it for like families like i don't know if i'm super keen to play it after reading your review but i'm assuming it's for the little (laughs) ones and their parents maybe 100% yeah like you can turn on like an invincibility mode you can like if you're playing with someone else you can like drop ropes from platforms so they don't have to do any of the platforming stuff if you've done it already um it's definitely one of those games where like you know if you want to kick back and play something you've got kids and they just want to like press buttons and be involved they can do that without really impacting you um and you can kind of introduce them to i guess like new new game concepts is this game by the battletoads people it is by the Battletoads people. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like it's a very, bit lesser very different, in scope like, than that, though. Yeah. Sounds obviously different, but yeah, it sounds a bit smaller of a game. Did you play Battletoads? Would you say that? I didn't. I don't think I ever finished the Battletoads reboot, but mm. I'd say well, I can see like maybe got halfway through the it. DNA there, like the the animation and the cutscenes and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like I feel like they they are quite visually obviously the definitely tones are very different, but visually, like it is, you can kind of see that DNA there. 
Um, mm. Yeah, I hope this yeah. does well for them because I do think they're a really good developer. Um, I think they're super underrated. Yeah. But then, yeah, no, there's definitely yeah. like there's definitely a, a really solid audience for it. Cool. Vendor, by the way, on everything. Uh, yep. Switch, PS5, Xbox, Windows. Oh, yeah. Get on it. Italians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I thought I was like, yeah, no, okay. Yes. Thank you for that update. I will be playing <laughs> it on Switch. Anyway, moving on. I might not be playing on my Switch in late 2024 if rumors <laughs> are to be believed because there could be a new Switch or a new Nintendo of some sort. Um, so what I thought we'd do for this discussion is there's also been some other rumors about hardware and stuff and, you know, life is so fast moving. I thought we'd just slow down and recap everything that's happened. So in terms of PS5 and Switch, um, but to start off with, obviously the latest is that a new Switch has been rumored. Someone reckons there's one coming every six months. That's, that's true. Um, but I feel like it's starting to ramp up more than it really does, um, this last few weeks. And a, a lot of the rumors now are pointing to late 2024 um allegedly um but i think the thing that stuck out here that's kind of been the most contentious point for people is that it will be like a pre- like obviously a successor to the switch in terms of the same concept um but it might not be backwards compatible with physical games um which i think switch is one of the last i feel like probably the the, the strongest physical collecting audience of all the three consoles i don't know if you guys agree or not but i I feel like that is a thing with nintendo people um what are your thoughts like do you think that they with how much units they've sold they they have to honor this they should really be letting people bring their library with them or or what yeah um if that is the case (laughs) any i think yeah we all know that sort of nintendo have kind of gone like one good one bad in terms of like console generations like they tend to find really good success and then they somehow manage to stuff it up whether it be with naming or just totally changing things so yeah i feel like because the switch is so popular like you mentioned um and yeah agreed like definitely people would own a lot of physical games for it um it any if there is anything like this like the e-shop isn't compatible like the virtual console games aren't compatible like if games aren't compatible um, there's there's going to be confusion and uproar and people are going to be resistant to to go over to the new generations. They really need to get those little things right, in my opinion, and they haven't in the past, so all eyes will be on it. Mm. Have to agree. Like, if they, if they don't carry over their, uh, like, all their profile system and that whole online ecosystem that they've and infrastructure, really, that they've built up over this generation, like, it's going to be baffling to me that that's why i feel like if, if it is going to be very similar in like form factor and functionality functionality to the switch i don't see why they can't keep it much the same like even if it is iter- iterative like i don't think that's going to matter too much because the switch you know is is a banger already so like it just needs to you know up spec and like um have a bit of better tech in it so in my opinion at least the um mm. the other rumor well, that kind of stems from that is the um I was reading a lot of third parties aren't happy with the backwards compatibility um idea and I was no one's really given a good reason why but like I, in my head I think well you can't resell a game because I feel like and we'll talk about this later a lot of games can be reissued and you know kind of resold again because because of nostalgia is so big now nostalgia doesn't even mm. need to be ten years ago now it's almost five years um like do we think 
like that's I feel like and then I we I look at the other side of things and I look at say Xbox's kind of strategy where all your old shit works no questions asked like and that seemed to work well for them like old games are still people still buy Black Ops 2 as an example um like do you think that third party should be like I guess like worried about backwards compatibility on the Switch or do you think it's a case of like do you think that because Nintendo's first party stuff traditionally does so well that they want that that first couple of years to just pump out like whatever they can, re-releases of old games, all that kind of stuff, and not worry about people still just but playing Mario Kart pumping? 8 and Smash Bros? I know what you mean, but then like, aren't they always just pumping out games anyway? Like, there's really no point, you know? I, I, what is what you're saying, Kieran, because I feel like... The entire, like a lot of the, the Switch generation, like maybe 30 or 40% of it has just been Wii U re releases. So, without that, like they will have to definitely diversify their content offering and franchises. Is that what you're saying? Because I agree, like without that, like without dropping virtual console games throughout the life of the console, without having those games to double dip back into, like they're really going to have to create some new franchises and look a bit further than what they have been doing, in my opinion. Um, so, that will be new for them. Yeah, and then the last bit with that. Mm. Oh, Brody, do you have something to say? No, sorry, no. I, just, I heard oh, the possum They're coming. Yeah. The, the yeah. last thing yeah. I wanted to talk about quickly is uh, which I'm guessing you to talk about is release date potentially. James release timing being late 2024, and for me, the bummer of that is that uh, I just feel like if this switch is the one that we've been hearing out for the last three, four years, like that was really exciting three years ago. But I worry and we'll talk about this as we move into topic two, like I feel like tech again has advanced beyond that significantly, which again kind of puts Nintendo, like we know that their games are great and they speak for themselves, like they don't need to be 4K60, but I, it, it does annoy me like when they're releasing these things and they're always feeling like they're a generation behind. When they have waited so long to do this, um, I just kind of wish we were getting the latest and greatest because like the AI tech, for graphics has just been moving so fast over the last year or two. Um, so that maybe, maybe they have pushed it out to, to maybe release something more advanced than what they had planned initially. But yeah, I hope so. If we're waiting that long. How do you feel about led screen then? Mm-hmm. Not OLED. Cause apparently that's been done to cut costs. Mr. Uh, tech, it... <laughs> tech time with, um, yeah, very yeah, it, OLED OLEDs are great, um, and it does. I think we've spoken about this a lot. I know, like maybe Kieran and James, you probably don't play your Switch a lot in handheld mode. So, like for people like you, it's not going to be a big deal, and you would rather to save the money. But like, there is a big difference from an OLED screen and a handheld to to LED. And going backwards, I think is going to be an issue if it's like at the next gen hardware. You expect for things to be getting better, not worse. Um, but again, Nintendo will be thinking long term, and they'll want to be dropping an OLED version of this to get people to double dip. So, yeah, I think that's the annoying thing. Um, at least give people the option, right? Like release two, like release one with an LED screen that's cheaper or a light yeah. or something and then do the, the premium version. That's but they idea. won't. I don't know why they wouldn't just do two SKUs. I yeah. also had this thought that maybe like for the backwards, maybe their format is changing in terms of their physical format. Yeah, like, that's what um, I was going to ask. Yeah, like if I think bring that, back the mini discs. Well, I don't even think that. Just bring. Remember DS Lite launched with a Game Boy slot. You had a Game Boy slot and a DS slot. I wonder if that's oh. like something you could do this these days, or if it's like worth the money, or even just do it for the first run or something, and then simplify it later. <laughs> like with the, it, they it's, with the other consoles. I, it is trickiest for Nintendo because a lot of those gamers don't care about like being 
next gen or really up to date with graphics. Like they just want to be able to play Mario Kart and whatever else. So I do understand how it's harder for Nintendo to like find a new generation, but somehow like keep those other people engaged and then it not be confusing. Where like PS5 and Xbox, like you know those first few years are people just wanting the latest and the best. So they'll upgrade. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's it's really... I hope we get something in the next like three months or six months and we're not still talking about these rumors in a year. <clears throat> Do you mean like an announcement? Yeah, like at least this year we are doing this. Like, so we know that we can talk about it weekly without it leading to nothing. Like, yeah, we have I, the last I hope four we don't years. ever have to talk about it again, if I'm being honest, <laughs> until it's out. Like, I, I didn't even Let's want not, then. Let's just wait yeah, until it's I out just and thought, then chat. If I'm hosting, we have to talk about the next Switch. Like, we can't not. Um, but we can also talk about the next thing, which is my thing. smoothest segue ever. Yeah. Um, I can't, James is like putting his arms up his own sleeves like a genie. What is happening? Because I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> he's about I'm to pull out a Nintendo to, Switch 2. <laughs> I'm about to grant all your wishes, Brie. That's why. Um, Mine? Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, Shannon's more. Anyway, let's move on to what we're talking about. Um, so the PS5 Pro, I think we talked about it a while ago and kind of, I kind of felt like it was pointless, but it seems to be a thing. Um, if you look around, like the the normal PS5 is being giga discounted everywhere. The digital model has been discontinued. Something's definitely happening. PlayStation's worried of, in the sea of Sony. Um, and I and obviously a few things have popped up. Um, the latest is that uh, PS5 Pro is a real thing. It's reportedly aiming for a November 2024 release date, and it's code named Project Trinity. I just watched Oppenheimer. I don't know how I feel about that name, but I'll move <laughs> on from that. Um, apparently, Sony's already holding demo events. There's an 8K performance mode included in the console. Accelerated ray tracing. Biggest waste of time, but that's fine. Improved frames per second. Better FPS stability at 4K resolution. Um, there's two things. I don't really know what they mean. And a majority of studios will receive development kits by late November 2023. <laughs> so... Needless to say, we know Mojang won't be getting a, a development kit for Minecraft, but how does everyone feel about the idea of a PS5, an 8K PS5 Pro? Excited for Last of Us Part 1 in 8K? Shannon? Um, I am, I am. That That's the only bit that I think is ridiculous, but there has been an 8K logo on the PS5 box since day one, so they should make good on that promise. I know you're down on this, James, but I think... I'm November not down, I'm not 2024 is four years. And I feel like I don't know the timing between PS4 and PS4 Pro, but that feels like it was about on track with that. Um, I think it was less again, than that, potentially. Yeah, three years maybe. Um, I just feel like, yeah. Oh, no go. No, I, I, I it's just, not necessary. Like, I don't need it. I'm not, but I, again, like, NVIDIA is dropping new GPUs yearly. So, like, the technology is there. Um I don't I don't hate it. I don't mind it. Like if it does deliver on like 4K 60, we've spoken about how it's one or the other. Again, yeah, it's not necessary. And like the games haven't really been there in a next gen sense yet, except for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, in my opinion. Um yeah. Such I like tech. Star. I'm I'm keen um, for it. Release a new one every year. Um yeah, I, I, I will obviously get one day one. Like I like I, I don't like missing out. Um <laughs> I guess my thing my thing was more stemming from I just feel like first party, especially like Sony hasn't really put out a PS5 game, really. Like I know Spider Man 2 will be will be here in a few months. Um and Returnal happened. But that's well, like, that's like it, honestly that's Between really those it. Two. like think 
no, I'm saying like obviously God of War Horizon, all that kind of thing. But like even those games, I feel didn't really do as much as they could say by just dropping PS4. Um, and I've always said like I feel like this gen has really been to me has been really supported well by the third parties more so than anybody else. Um, that's the only reason I'm like, mm, maybe get the games right before we just do more hardware. But I do recognize that there is a need for speed. For speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. PS5 Pro, Karen, does that wet your whistle? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me it does because I, I I mostly play on my PlayStation, and you know I want I want you I want better graphics, I want boy. better frame rates, I want all those, I want all the shut up, I want all those things. Like, there's games like like Jedi Survivor that I wish were like more playable, and maybe now they will be. So like, mm. yeah, I'm all for it. Cool. <clears throat> Do we think Xbox is cooking up the Series Y or XY? I think so because it's likely that like the tech will be on par for both of them, which it pretty much is in both consoles, and that's what could it be as well. Like they're they're dictated to by AMD and and other tech manufacturers, so like it reaches a point for anyone except Nintendo where you get pushed into just moving to new things for for cost cutting or process changes. So I definitely think we'll see both. Um, I'll be shocked if not. Maybe not no both in the same month, but like within a three to six month range for sure. Mm. To only further obfuscate the situation, James, apparently MTS is mega transfers per second. Thank you. So I was um eighteen thousand of them. Yeah. That sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? I just know it's and clank to get it up me. No one will care. Yes. Fair yeah, yeah can't wait for that. <laughs> um speaking of I can't wait for, um, this game's never coming out, so I won't ever have to wait for it. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Ubisoft has apparently quietly cancelled um, a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising, one of my favourite games of whatever year it came out, um, citing perceived challenges around establishing the IP in line with its current strategy of focusing efforts on the most recognisable and marketable properties. So you can tell ah. a human being wrote that sentence, can't you? Um, so the rumor was, I guess, and this, I've, I've heard this before. I don't know if you guys have or not, but like, it was like a Polynesian set, the mortals game. So like, they're going to take that concept and move it to like another location. Um, but do we think that like Immortals would be hard to market now? Like, I don't, I know the, I don't think the first one set the world on fire, but I can't really remember. Like, I feel like I experienced it in a vacuum. Um, yeah. (laughs) Thoughts, feelings, comments. Do you think, do you think that like. I don't know how recent this decision was, but do you think that, like, because people spent so much time comparing the last one to Breath of the Wild, that people, like, they were worried, were worried people would start comparing this to Tears of the Kingdom, even though they're probably completely unrelated, but just, like, in that sequence? That was that was honestly what I was going to say. I just wanted to let someone else speak. Um, but I, <laughs> Thank you. But I agree. <laughs> like, I, I feel like the first Immortals was, like, was so much like Breath of the Wild, and it really fit that niche because Nintendo wasn't doing anything for like, obviously they were making the game, but you know what I mean? There was no like games that kind of fit that hole for so long. So like (laughs) I, um, and I think that like this would go, this would have done really well. So it's disappointing to hear that it's been canceled. Um, yeah, there's so many times we have these games that Ubisoft makes and we're like, like why, like roller champions and you know, but yeah, um, this, this was like, the shining light of new IP. Like it felt like a Ubisoft game, but it felt the different. shining light. 
That's so dramatic. I, I, I think I like it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know everyone's like, like it was $15 a month after it came out. I don't know if that's a yeah, shiny one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, oh it, was, it was received well. You probably well, gave it a 9 or a 10. I gave it a yeah. 9. I thought it was funny and yeah. witty and fun. So and wouldn't you say it, it was great. a shining light? I might go and read your review and see if you said that. I feel like you would I don't think I've ever used the term shining light, if I'm being honest. But who knows? <laughs> Um, I, I was literally, I was literally sat at like Summer Game Fest not two, three months ago, and we were trying to decipher what the new Ubisoft game would be before they announced it. And I actually thought it was going to be Immortals too. So I'm uh, genuinely surprised that this was a, I guess in some form of pre-pro, but then has now since got cancelled. So because I, I thought the first one was great, like I, I, like I say, I feel like it was received better critically than it was commercially, but. Um, yeah, it's a little bit sad. Like it's I, sad to see a new IP that had promise just die like that. Yeah, it is sad. You could see why, like next to Assassin's Creed, even if there's five of them on the go, like all of them would outsell Immortals. Like, and that's the sad reality mm. that we live in. Um, but yeah, Ubisoft has taken an interesting turn. I feel very interesting. The light, Almost. the light is gone. If you Almost, will, yeah, the, the shining light has definitely <laughs> snuffed <died>. out, extinguished. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, speaking of light, I don't know how, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Um, an Oblivion remake could be on the way. <laughs> That's exciting for some people. Um, so in a, like a sketchy and yet apparently validated post on Reddit, um, an employee of Virtuous Games, who obviously they make a lot of remakes for people, um, has leaked that you know an oblivion remake is in development um it's being built on unreal engine 5 on top of the original code or something um with the release date for i think i didn't read it properly but i feel like it's 2024 or 2025 um i guess like to me i don't know like to me i feel like everybody talks about morrowind as the big elder scrolls old game do you guys agree or not? Or like, do you feel that that... No, Kieran's shaking his head. Kieran's like the first, well, I, first time I, I th- he doesn't like Morrowind. I, I think in terms of setting, Morrowind is definitely cool, but it has aged like milk. It's fucking... It's so shit to play. But that's Oblivion what I'm saying. was like, like the first mainstreamy. That's the one that yeah. all like my weird sweaty friends in primary and high school like were playing. Like, it's- I remember everyone was so wowed by the physics in Oblivion. Though. I remember I went to a friend's house one day and he'd, sat, he'd been sat there for four hours building a brick wall with individual bricks. Like he went and collected them all. Like he was making a wall. And I was like, that's cool. I There's guess. There's just like so much to unpack there as well. Yeah. To do with the yeah. game. He was feel. probably on some kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, uh, the, uh, I, th- I think this is cool, but I also think this is kind of shitty for the, the community team that are making Sky Oblivion, which I think is like a fan project. That's pretty much what this promises to be. So have hurried it's up. shame for them. Yeah, yeah, maybe they should have got a shuffle. I feel on. like I've been Sorry, about that. No, yeah, they're their own worst enemy. I guess they're doing it for free, right? It's probably three fucking people <laughs> slaving yeah. their guts out. Yeah, um, and James yeah. says, "Fuck you." I agree. I know what you mean. That must be like the most, like, because I do feel like how long does anybody know how long Sky Oblivion's in on, in the work? No. I feel like I've been hearing about it for years. But it, it, it'd be like if the Black Mesa team got like right toward the end of remaking Half Life One, and then Valve were like, "You know what? We're putting out Half Life One again." <laughs> You'd be like, "Shit! Mm. Why have we wasted seven years of our lives?" So, mm. do we have nostalgia anyway. for Oblivion? A little bit, yeah. It was my first Elder Scrolls. Like, is I'm- that the one with? Mayroon's uh, May- Dagon or whatever his name is, and he's like the big red devil at the end. Is that Terence Terence Stamp's character? I think he's in it. 
That's all I Terrence remember. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Yeah. From Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what, what a touchstone. I, when I heard it, I was like, is this Bernadette? <laughs> no, this Bernadette. This is an Australian. Ralph. <laughs> this is the most. Yeah, Ralph. Yeah. I, th- I um, think given the next Elder Scrolls is like probably what, like seven, eight, nine years away, I reckon, after this year. Like, I think they're going to have to fill it with a remake or two of some of their older games. So, yes, I think it would be a good decision to mm. make it. Do we feel remakes are becoming too, no, too much? Not if they keep being good. Mm. Like if they keep the hitting, like De- Dead Space hit, Last of Us Part 1 hit, uh, Resident what? Evil 4 hit. So, mm. I mean, as long as they keep hitting, I'm happy with it. Yeah, okay. I just see so many comments now on everything we post. It's like, I mean, it's, it's so sad it. that that's it. where we're at creatively. But everywhere's the same. Hollywood's the same. So it is where it is. Look, as long as we baby. haven't hit Keep Disney shitting out what level, makes money. We're good. Because they're all awful. They've really gone off the rails, haven't they? They have. Like mm. Even anyway. Marvel. Absolute gack at the minute. Secret invasion. Oh. Like, secret. Secret piece of shit. Secret avoidance. Anyway. <laughs> it's not a secret, but it's so bad. This is what I'm Anyway. <laughs> Obvious. Invention. Anyway, um, I thought I'd be really nice and give Shannon his own topic. He really wanted to talk about these two games, so let's move on. Um, so Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 has been announced, um, and it will be debuting at Evo, which is, like, pretty big boy for them, I reckon. And DreamWorks Kart Racer has also been announced. Um, Shannon, take it away. Yeah, I just, I just found it interesting that there's these huge... Saturation so of <laughs> kart racing games, fighting games, Sakurai is shaking, not knowing what to do next because of these games that are hitting shelves. Like, I think it's cool. I think anytime Shrek is on a cover of a game, I'm, I'm here for it. And Nick All-Stars Brawl, I don't think I played the original, but there's only ways to go. I think it's up, probably worth there. mentioning, like, Nick All-Stars Brawl came out and it was pretty average um, and it was really quiet. Like it was like- It had um, no voice acting, right? Like that was, was the no one that- no voice work. It was like a silent birth, but like fighting. Um, and then like basically they patched in all the voice work afterwards. Um, and like I think they obviously found an audience and found money um, to make a, another one. <laughs> but I, I just don't see um, like this, I don't know. Because, like, obviously, Sakurai also put up put out a video this week. I don't know if it was, like, the same time on purpose or not, um, but saying that he can't see anyone making a Smash Bros. game without him because he has been the face or director of Smash Bros. for, like, since the beginning. Um, but do you think that these games will ever topple Smash Bros.? Do you think that's their intention or anything like that? Because these brands are quite big. I feel like Nickelodeon especially. And yet they never will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Never. We've we've seen some like decent kart races throughout time, but like still Mario Kart is just untouchable. And I don't I really think, know like, why that is when you think about it. When you think about like how good, say, Shrek movies did at the movies and like all those yeah. DreamWorks properties. Uh, why doesn't that cross over into games for this kind of thing? Do you think it's I think it at the end of the day it probably just comes down to the quality? Like I'm not saying they're bad, but they're not as good. It, mu- it must do well to a certain extent because we're seeing so many of them. Like we're seeing what, like two or three a year in terms of fighters and like car races now that are branded and or licensed. So 
they must be doing well enough um, to the point that they keep making them. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know why they're not good. Like PlayStation couldn't even do it. Um, and they make lots of good games. Ooh. Are DreamWorks and Nickelodeon related at all? Like, are they owned by a parent company or something? Because isn't the DreamWorks kart racer people the same people who did the Nickelodeon kart racer game? I feel like it's the yes. same publisher, right? The Game Mill? I think Maybe so. So they're all just reskinned the same game, the same essentially. Probably. Yeah. Look, I thought I was done with Shrek, but he keeps finding a way to come back into my life, and I'm not for it. I'm I guess they come out every year. They probably just don't. Yeah, I think, Shannon, you're probably right there. Probably are reskinned. But Game Mill, if you're listening, you've got to spend money to make money. So put the effort in. <laughs> not that you're not putting enough effort in now. Put, take a break and put in some more effort. <laughs> How's that for Work smarter. Work smarter, oh. not harder. Um, so I feel like we've dragged this on long enough, especially that last topic. So we'll move on to the rapid fire question, which is a bit of a weird one, but... Let's go with it anyway. Um, so this this week, I think, or last week, never, um, Hasbro has basically come out and said they want Activision to revive their Transformers games on Game Pass um, if the Activision deal were to go through. Um, but I would like to pivot to the success of Barbie and ask you all, what Mattel or Hasbro property would you like to see adapted or brought back in video game form? I'll start with Brody because I know he's prepped. Yeah. I am going to say, uh, it's an obvious answer, low-hanging fruit for me, but and there have been games, but they've all been shit. So I would like to see a good Power Rangers game. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. This SNES one was good. It was. Yeah, I played oh, pretty, one of them much, a lot. Was it the SNES one? Pretty much all the ones on the SNES were fucking good. Like, you've got the, the side, side-scrolling brawler one, which was good. Then there was one based on the movie that was the same. And then they had, like, one called Hyper... No, it wasn't Hyper Fighting. That's Street Fighter. But there was a fighting game as well that was fucking pretty good. Yes, anyway. that was meant to be good. I just never got to play it. But um, yeah, Ninja Megazord for the win. Anyway, only, please yeah. go on. Yes, yeah, Shannon, Kieran, Shannon's um, googling Hasbro and Mattel. Yeah, literally. Games. I'm I'm I was a big Barney fan, so I'm going to say Barney in some kind of horror stealth, like the Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, exactly, and like the, the Winnie the Pooh movie, but in game. I think I think there is an A24 Barney movie coming, like with Daniel Kaluuya. He's scary. Just looking at that face now, like how will we not terrified as children? Daniel Barney Kalua. or Daniel? <laughs> All of them. I was calling him Daniel Kalua. <laughs> yeah. <that's it. laughs> what is it? Kaluya. Kaluya, isn't it? Oh, I, don't know. Get I, out. I, I pronounce it like a fucking liqueur. Like a coffee look. Li- yeah. Okay. Anyway. Please. Um, wow. Kieran. Kieran. Go. Uh, I want to say Beyblade. Beyblade's Hasbro, right? Look, Maybe. I don't know, but I, we'll no, go to, no, it I may as well be. <laughs> it can be, and that's I want to. I want to see like... them. Beyblade is cool in concept. Remember the yeah. DS ones? They I came wanna... with the Beyblade. Yeah, I want to see more of that shit, like a like a VR slash AR like Beyblade esport, where like you know, it's just like two two like two people with their little plastic toys in an arena, and then they like superimpose like the. Like in dragons and shit. On yeah, top like of a Pokemon Go stuff. Beyblade sort of thing. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that like would that. be hot. Let's get get Hasbro on the phone. What about a WWE is, toy wrestling game? I feel like that's existed as well, or they had like toy WWE skins or something. 
I think you're outside of the brief there, but we'll we'll listen. There was it's a John Cena on the one, Mattel. Right? Yeah, there was a John Cena toy skin, I think. But Th- that was in WWE 2K23, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Mm. Thank you. Like a toy soldier sort of a thing, but like for wrestling toys. I just think I need to make like Uno, but Fortnite. I'm just going to leave us with that. Like Uno 100. <laughs> like draw four and then like you hear a gunshot and you're dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let's wrap this up. I think I've well passed my expiry date. Um, well, let's wrap it up like we do every other episode with an episode of, well, a round, sorry, of What the Wiki. What the Wiki is press start pod, the Press Start Podcast Game Show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and the contestants must guess the game. The point is awarded for each correct guess and the round ends after one person scores two points. Um, leading at the moment is Brody on 22 points then myself on 18, and then in a hot three-way, <laughs> Stu and Shannon and Kieran on 16 Why did you points. look over your shoulder? <laughs> I was going to tell you off. I just want to make sure nobody was listening. <laughs> no. I was actually just looking around for, like, an object to make to refer to, but anyway. Um, and then below them, a long way below them, is Harry on one point, and then... Friend of the show, James W. on zero at the very bottom. Or Neil Poir, sorry, I broke tradition. But anyway, as last week's winner, Brody, you were in the hosting chair, so it's time to take it away. Thank you. I shall. Be our shining right. light. Welcome. Yes, I will do my best. Okay. No shining light. The first game <clears throat> is a party video game featuring eight playable characters with differing powers and skills. The gameplay consists of 28 different minigames divided into seven categories with multiple variations each. The categories consist of ballistics, in which players pilot hovercraft to deflect steel balls away from the goal. Polar mm-hmm. push, in which players riding polar bear cubs must knock opponents off an Shannon. icy arena. Shannon. Crash bash. It is crash bash. Damn it. I well knew done. it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think I want to delay again. Okay. <laughs> Good. You are coming through clear as a bell. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> okay. Shannon, one point. Uh, moving on. Uh, the game was originally released in Japan under this name. It's a 1993 action role-playing game developed and published by Square for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It is a sequel to a 1991 game called Seiken Denetsu, uh, released in North America as... Uh, I'm not going to say that. Uh, moving on. Blah, 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 blah. Set in a high fantasy universe, the game follows three heroes as they attempt to prevent an empire from conquering the world with Kieran. the power of an ancient flying fortress. Pretty much every JRPG that has ever existed. Kieran. No, I, I fucked that up. I don't know it. Uh, let's go... You can opt out. Uh, let's, let's just say Secret of Mana. I'm on a massive delay. Again. It is Secret of Mana. You're doing quite well. Wait for him to get excited. Ah, that's not yeah. that big of a delay. You're, you're, you're lying. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. All right. One point each. The selective delay seems to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fear. <laughs> One point each for Shannon and Kieran. James, mm-hmm. come on. Need you to fire up here. Yeah, well. All right. Pick some Which of these games. two games shall I pick? <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay. 
Similar in gameplay to rhythm games like Guitar Hero and Wii Music, players are tasked with timing their input to music note prompts as they appear on screen, with greater accuracy yielding more points and a higher score. The debut indie title reached widespread popularity on Steam and became an internet meme. It was nominated for the British Academy Games Award for debut game, Kieran. as well as the... F- Kieran. Is it... Oh, I'm going to get... Is it Trombone Hero? Is that the name? It's not the name. Uh, James. What is... Uh, James. Oh, that's what I was going to no. say too, but I don't know what the name is. No, I'm wrong. I got, you, I, you might not be. Uh, Beat Saber. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, yeah. Kieran was on the right path, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it was just no. It was just oh, not the yeah. right time. What is the? <laughs> Shall I read some more? Idiot. Everyone else feel better. We all know what the game is, but I'll read more until someone else wants to jump in. Mm. Uh, the game is a rhythm game in which uh, the players use a virtual trombone to play along to various songs, ranging from classical music to public domain songs to original tracks and remixes. Players move the mouse to change the pitch of the trombone and use either the mouse button or keyboards to play. We know the game, don't we? <laughs> is it two words? I don't. Why? It is. Yeah. I, it is. I was going to say that too. So I'm... This is like the slowest loss ever. Hurry it up. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. Uh, I, d- I don't know how to help other than we just m- call it void and move on to the, another game. Go on. I just keep, keep going. On. <laughs> keep going or move on? Yeah. Move on? <laughs> Move on. Oh, that wasn't <laughs> <awesome impression. laughs> Kieran, for fuck's sake. Okay, I'm calling this void uh, a void round. Is the last no, question, I, is the last game something that all of us could get? I think so. Okay, let's. I it. hope James doesn't get it now. What is the I'll name? Have to find another game. That game was called Trombone Champ. Oh, that's oh. it. I was going to say like Tromboni. Oh, he's in a little bit of a delay. <laughs> Trombone through his head. Tromboner Champ. Okay, the last game. Maybe, unless James gets it and then I'm fucked and then you'll have to talk and vamp for a minute. Okay. I can do that. The game is a 2011 first-person shooter video game for the PlayStation 3. Uh, It is the fourth installment in a series, the first game in the series to be presented in stereoscopic 3D. James. And the first... Is that James? It is. Fuck, it could be one of two things. Go, oh, that's your fault. Oh, that's fuck. Is it Resistance Three? Shannon it is not Resistance. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Oh. oh, I don't know if it's the name. Is it Killzone Three? It is Killzone Three. Thank you. Well done. Well done, Shannon, for taking out this round of what the wiki against that's all nice. odds. Nice change. It is. I'm now nice e- change. E- equal with you, James. Hmm. <laughs> Let's it's not a it. hot three-way anymore. Now, so, just a hot regular guy-on-guy situation between Kieran and you. Wait. No, Kieran 17. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you guys can see it. That's even... That's <laughs> oh, yeah. the, I can't... This pressure. I just spelled his name wrong. It's Kieran. all falling apart. This is very good for the audio and video. <laughs> yeah, business. I was going to say, if you have a Patreon, we'll upload a screen cap of me editing the scoreboard and we'll go from there. <laughs> it's painful. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. It's really hurting me. Don't worry. Um, okay, right, so... Come on, James. Yeah, let's I'm throw to that outro. Mate, I'm trying to. And let's... Do we, do we, do we recap the score? I can't remember. Let's no, do it. we no. do that next week. Can you uh, bring can me back it. to the neck to the scoreboard? I've just been <laughs> erased. Wait, okay. 
I'm going to do this later. Anyway, so with that, let us bring an end to this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. (laughs) Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice and follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site at PressStart.com.au. This week we've joined by Kieran. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on, (laughs) was it X? At H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. Are we like dignifying that by calling it X now? I, I guess. guess. Yeah. We're also joined by Brody. Yeah. Yeah, you can follow me on Zitter at Brody underscore DG. Um at threads as well. I I pop in from time to time. I don't know what the fuck's going on with threads, but come come see us, I guess. It just sounds so enthusiastic. Um and then finally yeah. by our deserving winner, Shannon. <laughs> you can follow me on Exitter. At Shannon Brixty and everything else. Um, and I've been your host, James. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Jams. So thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Right, Bye. Fix the scoreboard. Bye. Bye. Yeah, get it right. We'll be watching. Bye.